Welcome back to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. As always, we appreciate you listening. Please rate us on all the podcast platforms. Like, subscribe, comment, share wherever else you're listening, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode. We appreciate you coming back, as always. Um, check out AnnapolisHomeExperts.com. Visit Brian Schilling. Get yourself a good real estate agent for this market. Uh, interest rates are still a little bit high, but... Uh, they stopped raising interest rates, so they probably will come back down a little bit in the next coming year. Uh, so you might want to start your shopping for a home now. And you want to do that with a experienced real estate agent and Brian Schilling and AppleshomeExperts.com. We are going to try some different whiskeys tonight. Mike's trying the 1792. And this was one, we tried it a while back. Um... It was one that I always wanted to try. I believe it's the 1792. I think it's a small batch. Yep. All right. 1792 small batch. I believe it's a Buffalo Trace product or it's a Bardstown product. I don't remember uh, which one. Uh, d- bottled, b- distilled and bottled by Barton. By Barton? Barton 1792 distillery, Bardstown, Kentucky. Bardstown. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is a, the last time I had it, and I'm going to try it again tonight, um, it is a fairly smooth Easy drinking whiskey. I believe it's what, 80, 80 proof? Or it's is it? 93.7. 93.7. Yeah. So it's not weak. It's fairly smooth. For me, it was easy on the palate. I'm going to try it with some ginger ale tonight. I think Mike's going with it neat. So we'll let you guys know how we feel about this one again. The best part about this is it's 30 bucks. It's $30. Yeah, and the bottle looks cool. And it, the bottle's cool. It looks like a Woodford Reserve bottle. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a little bit more. If it was a, a taller, skinnier Woodford Reserve, yeah, yeah. Woodford Reserve, the short stout. Yeah, this is a little bit taller, but just as husky. Yep. On the width, it's got girth. It's heavy. It feels. It does. Nice hand feel. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, even the cork is kind of weird. It looks like a little bit like a genie, not a genie. Wait, wait. You know what it reminds me of? So, remember back? I mean, I guess colognes are still big. I just don't wear it. Um, but like. Like we were in high school, like Dracar Noir, mm-hmm. but like, and that bottle that the, had a certain every cologne, bottle cologne had like its own like, like they were all shaped a unique way, and yeah. you tell it was like nicer material, but there'd be like Dracar Noir, and then you'd have like Dragon Black, which was like the <laughs> knockoff version you got at CVS. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what this reminds me of. Like it's it it it's like a knockoff Woodford Reserve bottle. So oddly, now that you mentioned that though. So I wear this one. It's called Pleasures by Estee Lauder. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's Estee Lauder. Whatever. It's like the exact bottle that my cologne is. Mm-hmm. Now that you mentioned it, it's got like that kind of bulbous Yeah, thing going this on. is like the giant bottle of cologne that they, that they like the 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 sales lady, when you walk through Hex or Nordstrom, would spray and go like, <laughs> and whisper like, Pleasures. Blast, <laughs> blast in the passport. Nordstrom and Hex. Although Nordstrom still exists. Hex, I think, is gone. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, let me see that one real quick. I'm going to put it in and let it let it breathe, as they say. Oh, sorry. I could have reached a little. No, that's all right. Less I just pulled my shoulder out, and I'll feel that tomorrow. <laughs> um, we got a few things. Where, so this is going to be a weight loss episode where we update where we are now that the holidays have kind of come and gone. Um, you've also were looking for a new doctor. Yes, I actually just saw my doctor today, 
and we may be we may be switching some things up. Um, but you may have some. Exp- I think you or your wife has experience with what my doctor might want to switch it up to. Mm-hmm. So we we got some interesting things to get into as I just spill the drink right there. That was a good, good job by me. And I haven't even had any yet. Right. Completely sober. Yeah. I'm just going to soak that up with a napkin. <laughs> I'm surprised I have napkins down here. High class. You know what? So. It is high class. <laughs> We're... We don't wipe our hands on our pants down here in the recording studio. Not at all. <laughs> well, I may have just done it. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I'll probably have a rant about the the current state of healthcare in, in this country, and because I just like to rant about it's garbage, dude. It, yeah. it, <laughs> and, and also, like, when we get to that point, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm probably not gonna have anything to add other than yelling and hollering. Yeah, but you know. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I do with almost everything. Um, yeah. Where do we? Okay, so where do we want to start? So I start. So I guess I'll start with my search for a new physician. Now I liked my old doctor, but they and I'm intentionally using, uh, I guess, uh, non-gendered. Uh, Permanent words here, just to so I can keep it complete. I don't want to, you know, identify who this person is because I really like this doctor, but they decided to go to a concierge model. Did we hit the same doctor? Uh, I don't think so. Are they at the the place with the the four initials? No, no. Okay, no. This is just two because my doctor did the same thing. They went to a concierge model. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they left the practice. Okay, so this one did not model. leave the practice. Okay, the practice There's, went concierge. I'm not sure how it worked, but they were all in this one one uh, building, and they, I guess, each one could kind of run their own practice within it how they felt. Gotcha. So, yeah, so they decided to go to a concierge model, and they they notified us back in October of last year that this is what the what they were doing, and I. It would have cost. So my wife and I go to the same doctor. So it would have cost us two thousand dollars each annually just to buy into it. Right. And then they still charge insurance and do all that other. But that was so that they could spend more time with you. Right. And this person spent a lot of time with their patients anyway. But it, it wasn't like you know uh, you know. Uh, a drive-by type of visit where yeah. they're in with you for 15 minutes and on to the next one. But So I looked at it. I don't go to the doctor enough to justify spending $2,000. And then my wife, between the two of us, 4000 So say between, and this would be a lot, say between the two of us, we go to the doctor eight times a year, which is a lot. That's 500 bucks a visit. Right. I, I'm, I'm just, it's not worth it to me. So, you know, if I'm going to spend $500 and be in a small room with somebody alone, like, with no pants on, I at least want a handy or something, you know what I mean? Sure, like, <laughs> reach around, you know, hey. Something. While but, you're back there. Yeah. <laughs> come around front. Like, it, it, But it, it just didn't make any sense. Right. So, but it also got me thinking as to the state. Now, the, the, if we're frustrated as patients with the current 
health the condition of healthcare in the United States. The doctors are too. Right. <clears throat> so I, un- I understand why they did it. I just wish they hadn't done it or be like, oh, you're cool. You can do it. You can stay for free. Right. <laughs> Which is never happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. And that's, it's similar to how that, so it's weird. So like I've got the primary care practice that we go to and I, mm-hmm. I usually see the nurse practitioner and I go there for either urgent visits or I go there for the well visits or whatever. And my insurance covers it completely, yeah. right? You have strep throat. You, if you go... Well, we even go to urgent care for that. We don't even go to yeah. them because yeah. you can't get in there same day. God forbid, right? Well, yeah. They got like two same day appointments and you know there's someone much more responsible than me on the phone at like 8.01. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When when the phone line's open. Yeah. I, I get on at like 8.05 and I'm fucked. Right. Right? So I got to go to... You know, patient first or priority care clinic or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm sitting there with my dick in my hand for about an hour and a half just waiting to get checked the fuck in. Right. Right. Then I got to go away another hour and a half in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. God forbid I got to pick up a kid somewhere. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother ball of wax. I do go see another doctor. And we've talked about this. He listens to the show. How you doing, doctor? Um, he does not bill insurance. Mm-hmm. So what happens is he doesn't charge the retainer. Like it's not that $2,000. I call it a ret- It's basically a retainer. Yeah. In case you need him, you can go, right? Mm-hmm. That's what a lawyer does. Yeah. Like when you need the lawyer, you can then go to the lawyer and they're still going to charge you their they're hourly, still charging rate. The hourly yeah. rate. At least this way, he's not charging me to, to walk in the door. He, I get charged for the visit. And to be honest, it's really not more than what insurance pays for a visit, mm-hmm. right? Except I got to pay it out of pocket. Yeah. Rather than me paying my 5 or $10 copay or $20 copay, whatever your copay is, I'm paying the full boat. Now, can you submit it to insurance yourself? I can. Yeah. But you're then paying the lowest rate of reimbursement, generally because you're paying for the third-party out-of-network doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think in our insurance, it's like the 60% reimbursement, right? Yeah. But you're still getting reimbursed, right? Yeah. And... When I go in there, though, if I have my appointment, I'm not rushed out. We go over all the labs. Mm-hmm. He's looking at more than just... <clears throat> he's not just doing my blood pressure, tapping on my shoulders a couple times, checking my th- checking the throat to see if I got large limb. No, he's looking at all my vitals. Yeah. We did... You know, we did a glucose fasting test just to check for some things. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's how we felt like, and everyone, people that have listened to this know the story. My insulin was through the roof. We've done some things to kind of abate that a little bit. Um, but he's taking the time to go step by step to go down this path. And, and we've talked about this before. It's a sick care versus health care. Right. In my opinion, he's more health care. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get me healthy without drugs. Yeah. Um, whereas other doctors are like, well, this is what you got. Let's put you on some drugs. They just throw pills at you. Now, don't get me wrong. This guy put, some, put me on some pills, but with the idea of getting me off those pills right. or off the other pills that I'm on. Right. It's not a, you're going to be on this and be on this forever. It's let's get you on this to get you to point B. And mm-hmm. once we get to point B, hopefully we can take you off of these things. Yeah. And you'll be much healthier when we get there. It's a completely different philosophy, in my opinion. He's also looking at vitamin deficiencies. He's looking at hormone deficiency. Mm-hmm. Like he's looking at the entire body, right? The entire chemistry, and trying to fix it. 
mm-hmm. right? Whereas the so-called healthcare industry, they're not doing that. No, they're just all they're doing is throwing pills at your problems, and they want you to stay on those pills forever. Right. So one of the biggest drugs out there right now are the GLP-1 drugs. Yep. We're going to circle back to this, too, when you're done. Yeah. Nova, uh, was it Nova Nordisk? Nordisk? Yeah, they it's do the... Dutch company, I believe, or... They do the Wagovi and... Um, Ozempic. Ozempic. So that company, is, their stocks are through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. Because they've realized that there's a bunch of fat, sick Americans. And, they're, and the Europeans are, haven't approved them. So there's a bunch of fat, sick Americans that are going to be on these drugs for life at, what is it, $20,000 a year or whatever the oh, hell so, the ridiculous cost is. So if you, do, if you go off-brand, compounding, semaglutide, mm-hmm. uh, which is Ozempic and Wagovi, is about three fifty a month. Mm-hmm. Monjaro is about five hundred for yeah. two months, but that's but again you're going off label, compounded mm-hmm. through a compound pharmacy. Yeah, you're not going with the name brand. Right, you're not going with Wagovi or, or whatever. You're, yeah, and you got to hope that the pharmacy you go through compounds it correctly. Mm-hmm. But you can get it for that. I mean, but don't be wrong. But look, three to five, three hundred dollars or two fifty a month. It's not cheap. Right. No, even I mean that's a car. Three fifty a month is a car payment. Well, not a very nice car, but it's a car payment. Um, it's my wife's car. My yeah. wife's car payment is two eighty seven. Yeah. No, it was a used car, whatever. Yeah. Beside the point. Yeah. But you get the point. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the, the car I bought the Chevy Equinox I bought new. Four fifty seven a month. Yeah. So you're right. It's practically a car payment. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's very like it's still a commitment. But the thing is they don't None of these doctors, and I'm not trying to, to crap on doctors, but like from what I see, it's like, are you just checking, getting the blabs and bouncing numbers off some chart and throwing pills at it? I can do that. You know, like, I mean, like, oh, your labs are XYZ. And I know it's more complicated than that. It's like saying, oh, the pilot just sits up there and push buttons. But from just the layman standing outside, like, yeah, you're kind of just looking at my numbers and looking at what the numbers say on the chart and then throwing drugs at it. Um, but the the way this the sick care industry is designed, they want you to stay on those drugs forever. Um, and then when you look at things where it gets even creepier are these big insurance companies are buying the pharmacies. So they're, they're buying CVS or they're buying, what is it, um... So it's the, the pharmacy benefit manager. Yeah. So the pharmacy benefit manager is the one who makes determinations on the drugs and the pricing. Well, the pharmacy benefit manager was the one that bought the pharmacies out, yeah. right? Well, now the insurance companies are buying the pharmacy benefit manager out. Yeah. So your insurance company is is on the take from the doctor, mm-hmm. especially if it's an HMO. Yep. The doctor works for the insurance company. The pharmacy benefit manager is owned by the healthcare company. And the pharmacy is also owned by the healthcare company. Your entire healthcare is owned by one company whose focus is on maximizing shareholder wealth. Yeah. And they've and they found a way to monetize chronic illness. Yep. 
it's so yep. the longer you're on these meds, the better it is for them. So there is no interest in curing you, in treating the underlying conditions, you know, and all these things that we have, like obesity, diabetes, um, chronic inflammation, all this stuff. It's it's all immune immune or or metabolic disorders. So if you get down and figure out what's causing the metabolic disorders, you can then fix the obesity, fix the diabetes, fix the insulin resi- insulin resistance, and you don't need to be on these drugs forever. You don't need to be on metformin. Metformin is the most prescribed drug in the United States. I'm on it. Yeah, it's that and SSRIs. On that too. So we <laughs> so. We got- Ding, I got, I, I got ding. them all. Oh, and statin drugs. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. So, and it's they're just making money off you being sick. They have no interest in you being being well. Right. So then, does it make sense to go outside and do something like you're doing with your provider or do the concierge? But I'm not sure if the concierge, because my previous physician, yeah, they were cool and everything, and but. There was a lot of pills getting thrown around. So I never saw, got really the feeling that there's any interest in, you know, like, oh, your A1C is higher. Your, your, your fasted glucose levels are high. Well, let's figure out what's causing that. It was like, no, let's just fix that. So, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, when your car's making noise, you just turn the radio up. Oh, it's not making noise anymore. And then there's another part of it with how the healthcare system is set up. Even at the doctor level, right? So let's say, let's play devil's advocate. You got a doctor that's completely independent, right? Going to the concierge model, whatever it is. But the AMA, the American Medical Association, they put stock in those journals, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the journals are owned by major corporations Mm -hmm. who may or may not be owned by the pharmaceutical company, right? And statin drugs are, and I'm going to use statin drugs as the example, because for, for years, for over 30 years, the accepted medical, uh, uh, I don't even know what the word is, uh, diagnosis for whatever, for high cholesterol was statin drugs, mm-hmm. because high cholesterol was linked to heart disease. Well, and a lot of that was bullshit. Well, it, 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 here's the thing. It's bullshit. And not a lot of it. The entire theory of it was based on a lie, based on a bad study. Mm-hmm. But the AMA pushed it for so long, and now they have so many people on statin drugs, me included, because I have a, I'm genetically dispositioned to have high cholesterol. My my total cholesterol was in the two forties mm-hmm. when I was in my twenties. We tried, we tried uh, uh, to lower the red meat intake. We tried lowering cheese and all. The, we tried everything to try and lower it. We tried yep. lowering eggs. And my cholesterol went up mm-hmm. when I removed those things. So my doctor put me on a Torvastatin, which is Lipitor. Mm-hmm. And of course, it brought it down. It brought me down to 160. It's a huge improvement. We're like, yes, this is great. Yeah. Cholesterol is bad because the study said so, right? Yep. Well, now it turns out the study was full of shit. Mm-hmm. It was a flawed study. And now, since then, now that they've got data on heart attacks, uh, people that have had heart attacks have been shown to have no correlation to their cholesterol level. Yeah, the same number of people that had heart attacks had lower cholesterol, and as the as the people that had high cholesterol. So therefore, cholesterol has no bearing on heart disease yep. and heart attacks. 
But even to right now, even though that's known, I'm still on a torvastatin. Yeah. To lower my cholesterol. And then the other things that cholesterol does is like essentially your brain's like made out of cholesterol. Like it it's used to like repair things in your body. Correct. But it also helps in the travel of hormones through the body. Yeah. For example, I have low testosterone. Mm-hmm. Well, could that be that I have low testosterone now in my 40s because I've been on a torvastatin since my 20s? Yeah. We lowered, we artificially lowered my cholesterol, which didn't, which wasn't helping in moving the testosterone and hormones throughout my body mm-hmm. naturally. That now, not only am I on the atorvastatin, but now I'm on the testosterone. Mm-hmm. They literally got me, they got me coming and going now. Oh, yeah. It, it, so, what, but I guess my, my point to this is, from the top down, you've got a healthcare industry that's fucked. Yeah. Because the doctors believe what the American Medical Association is saying is the facts, when the American Medical Association is a bought and paid for organization using journals that are bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Telling you, or telling the, the AMA to push out to all these doctors that the cholesterol is bad, so put them on all these statins, and when they get older, guess what? We're going to get them with the testosterone, too. Yeah. We're, so now, as they get older, we're just going to make more and more money off of them. Yeah, until they die. Until they die. And then they'll have kids, we'll make money <clears throat> off the kids. And you know what? Because they got fat because their testosterone was fucking low. Yep. We're going to get them when they get in the pre-diabetic stage. Yeah. And then we're going to get them when they're diabetic. So the the, AP, the American Pediatric Association, which is a respected, you think, oh, pediatricians, they have to be looking out for everyone, right? looking out for kids. They just said that Ozempic is a course of treatment for children. Jesus. So now... Nova Nordisk is like, cut damn, like their stocks are flying through the roof because now they're getting them on this shit when they're kids. You're talking about a lifetime of of medication being given to these children rather than just treating the underlying cause, which is stop feeding them fucking poison and chemicals. Yeah. And so, but then it's like even those lobbyists, so... Coca-Cola hired the NAACP to lobby for them, essentially the American Beverage Association, hired uh, – so the United States is the only country that allow one of the few countries that allows people on public assistance to use their, their food stamps or EBT, whatever money they get from the government, to buy sodas. So there was a movement to say, hey, you're not allowed to buy sodas using your public assistance dollars. Coca-Cola hired the NAACP to lobby them saying that that was racist. Right. That if you don't allow people on public assistance because they're over, overwhelmingly minorities to get their sodas, that uh, that was racist. And it won. People believed it and they stopped. Because they, no one wants to be called it an Easternism. No. So they dropped it. So now they're feeding these primarily black and brown children poison. It's, it's Doritos and Coke. Yeah. That's essentially what you're feeding these kids. Yeah. Which you couldn't feed them anything worse. Yeah. Than Doritos and Coke. No, I like Doritos and I like Coke. I like them too. <laughs> but, but they shouldn't be daily staples. Right. Right? Especially soda. I mean, soda for crying out loud. The, the sugar in it alone. As as I'm as I'm mixing this 1792 with ginger ale. Right. But here's the thing though. It, well, and then the, the the soda company's like, "You know what?" You're right. We need to make a healthier version of the soda. 
we want to keep the original there because, you know, people need to have choice. Mm-hmm. People can make their own decisions. So full sugar is available. Full sugar ginger ale is available. But we're going to have diet ginger ale, too. Yeah. With aspartame. Yeah, with chemicals. And aspartame is great. It doesn't have any carbohydrates because the FDA doesn't make us register that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have any calories. Hmm. Something yeah. you put in your body has zero fucking calories? <laughs> are you are you absolutely fucking kidding yeah. me? Aspartame is a fucking chemical that will kill you. Yeah. And every, you know how many people I know, they drink these Diet Cokes and they think it's better for them. Mm-hmm. It's not better for I mean, you. There's even some research out there that suggests that the artificial sweeteners trigger an, an insulin response. Well, can, well, because can you also, think it's sweet and it's... It can also cause fucking cancer. Yeah. And it, there, there is a proven link between aspartame and fucking cancer. Yeah. And then they say, and oh, well, it's not you, banned. Right. Well, oh, if, but if you, you know, that's when lab rats ate nothing but aspartame for. Right. Okay. But it's still there. And there's no, there's no good reason to even have it in the first place. Well, the ones that were fed 100% aspartame only got the biggest cancer. <laughs> they didn't get, it, it's not like the ones that got 50% or 25% didn't get any cancer. They just got the little cancers. Right. That just metastasized well, and killed yeah, the fucking rat but, still. But it's like, you know, well, not everyone who smokes gets lung cancer and dies. Oh, right, right, absolutely. So if you smoke two packs a day, you're going to get it. But if you only smoke one, you're not, you might get it. Oh, they just smoke cigarettes. It's fine. Well, and, and maybe the can, maybe the cigarettes wouldn't cause cancer if you didn't put fucking tar in them. Yeah. And all the other chemicals. Rather than just rolling up some tobacco, yes, Tobacco naturally has nicotine. You might still get addicted. Yeah. But if you don't put the tar and the other crack shit and the fiberglass in it, guess what? You might not be cutting up the inside of your lungs, which allows all the shit in. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe we just roll up some tobacco like a, like a cigar does mm-hmm. and let people... How many... Hey, look, I, I don't know the numbers, right? I'm not here to... This is, this is not a factual podcast. We say that. Or these are all of our own opinions. But how many people that solely smoke cigars... Are coming down with lung cancer. Do we know those numbers? Because guess what? I bet you it's a lot lower than the fucking people that had the cigarettes with all the shit in it. Oh yeah. Rather than literally just rather than just rolling your own with tobacco in it, they got they got to put the tar in there. You want to know why? Because it helps it stick. It helps it stay together yeah. inside the cigarette. Right. Why do we got to put the wood chips in? Because well, it's it's filler. The tobacco costs money. All this other shit doesn't. It's why they right. fucking had wood chips and Parmesan cheese, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. Sawdust, yep. Yeah, it was sawdust. Yep. And your craft Parmesan cheese in the big green fucking cylinder. Oh. <laughs> Don't give me that stuff is... Well, it's, it's not cheese. I'm guarantee- I, I, I am completely convinced that they never took the wood chips out. Oh, no. It, 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 it's like anytime you see like cellulose something, that's sawdust. So, look at the ingredients. If it, it'll say, you know, whatever ingredients go into the cheese as the part, and then it'll say cellulose material, cellulose something. That's the sawdust. That's how they make gluten free bread too, or low carb sawdust. So, so the funny part is, so my wife, she she has she's got the gluten issue, so she's been looking for a gluten free bread. The only gluten-free bread she'll eat is the fresh-made ones from, mm-hmm. like, either a restaurant or a plate or a bakery that makes bread. Yeah. One, because those are the only ones that taste good. The ones from the the ones in the bags that you get from the store that probably has a little shit in it, mm-hmm. God, it tastes like shit. Yeah. I, I'm at the point where, you know, like, I've done 
I've done a million diets. I've done exclusionary diets. I've done this. I've done that. I'd be like, ooh, eat this. It tastes just like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't taste just like anything that's good. It tastes like, I'd rather just not eat it. Like if it came down to, so light mayo, disgusting. <laughs> I just won't eat mayonnaise. If it came down to light mayo versus, and what are you really saving? Or my other favorite, um, sugar-free syrup. Ooh, no, no. Syrup, unless it's like maple syrup, just regular pancake table syrup, is sugar. Now you make it, it's one part white sugar, one part brown sugar, one part water, and you boil it. Mm-hmm. And you maybe add like a little bit of vanilla just for some some flavor. Right. Right? Yep. So it literally is sugar. It's two-thirds sugar. And you're going to say it's sugar-free. It's not sugar-free. It's, got, it's aspartame. Yeah. It's got, <laughs> so, you know... Relative of mine, you know, will see me. It's funny because, like, one time I made four, I think I made four or five eggs. Just come upstairs from the basement gym, starving, get some protein for them gains. Right. And I make, you know, four or five eggs. Oh, who are who are all those for? Oh, me. <laughs> what, your, what's your cholesterol look like? Like, such a bunch of crap. Like, you're, you just regurgitate. Like, it's just so implanted in, you know, or, like, I'll buy syrup, and, you know, I'll get... I also like my syrup warm. Mm-hmm. And I don't eat pancakes all that much or French toast all that much. So it really doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. What what I, you know, it's like on the rare occasion, the three times a year that I eat pancakes or French toast, I'm going to use real syrup. And if I bought the syrup, that thing of syrup will sit in my cupboard forever. But, oh, that's so fattening. I'd rather have, ca- I'd rather uh, calories than chemicals. And I just, that's my whole thing. Like, So if I use syrup... We we get like the raw maple syrup from the farmers market, mm-hmm. and look, I know it's more expensive, and I know you're supposed to use less. I don't use less. We, we don't do pancakes in this house that often. Right. So the, the and, couple times you do it, do it what? Do it right. Well, and here's the thing, I I am I I am a proponent of natural over chemical, just like you said, mm-hmm. right. At least the sugar that's in this maple syrup came from a fucking tree. Right. There's no added sugar to it. Yeah. Um, like a buddy of mine who lives in upstate New York. He's got maple trees in his backyard. He taps the shit, boils it himself. Yeah. And he packages it. There's nothing else in it. Yeah. At least I know I'm not dying. Like, it, at least it came from the fucking tree. Right. It's not, it's not, there's nothing added. Well, there's, and it tastes sweet. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I would do, except I really don't like maple syrup all that much. So, I just don't like the flavor of it. It's, like I said, we eat them yeah. once in a while. Yeah. And it, and for me, like, I don't eat pancakes all that much. So, when I do, I want it to be with actual syrup on it. I don't eat that much ice cream. So when I get ice cream, I'm not getting fat-free ice cream. I thought you were going to say I want I want syrup on my ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or fat-free or sugar-free or what, whatever the hell kind of ice cream. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not doing, I just, if it came between that, I'll just not have the ice cream. I had a fuck-off ice cream years ago. Gives me the run, something fierce. <laughs> it just goes right. Like, it, so, like, violently. Like, I remember we were at, like, a we were on a vacation. And we went to the small, we go to like the ice cream shop. Like yeah. we, don't, we don't go to McDonald's and do the fucking saucer. We find like the ice cream shop with the all now, like the ice cream and shit. And so I had, man, I think within like 15 minutes, I was rushing the kids in the car. Like, I got to go. I got to go. See, a Chick-fil-A milkshake does that to me. Dude, I love And it. so there's so a good. Sonic milkshake. 
Sonic milkshakes are bomb too. All right, so my one of my guilty pleasures, if I go to Sonic, which is again rare, um, I get the slushy. Okay, I'm a big fan of the slushy. See, I'm not a big slushy guy. However, so it's a, it's a, it's, it's slushy with like the thicker thicker ice, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like um, a Seven Eleven Slurpee. There's like actual. It's like I don't want to say actual ice because I'm sure the Slurpee's made with actual ice, but it's different. Like if you ever go. Mm-hmm. Get one for the kids just, and just t- try it. You, yeah. Do they have like a lemonade one? Yes. They have all the flavors. Well, so like a lemonade one I could get down with because like on a real hot day, yeah. that to me is more refreshing than... They got all the different... They got all... Pour they- some deep eddies in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so did you did you decide on a concierge doctor or, or another doctor? Right. Which so, way did you go? Yeah. So I did not go concierge because it's just too much money up front. Okay. I, we ended up finding another practice, and we went, you know, I went and had my first appointment, and it, it was okay, but, like, one of the things is, like, they go and say, oh, I don't prescribe medication for weight loss. Oh, you don't? Because I'm looking, I'm like, you're employed by me, right? Like, I, it's not vice versa. You know, I'm not your employee. You're my employee, and I can fire you at will. Like, I can find somebody else. Like, you just rule out an entire course of treatment because you just don't agree. It it, 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 it was kind of off-putting. Um, but since then, like, I did a – I actually did a sleep study. So it turns out, shocker, I have sleep apnea. I do, too. Um, yep. And uh, over – over four, over two days, I slept for ten, a total of ten hours. Now I'm not a long sleeper. Usually six hours, I'm good. I'll get up and I can function a whole day. Um, if I'm not at my desk at work, I'm on my feet running around or driving somewhere. Like it, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time I sat in my living room because mm. it's just I'm always, always going somewhere. So, um. But over that, those total 10 hours, I had 81, uh, they called it ap- apneic episodes. Yep. So I'm doing 8.1 per hour. <laughs> I'm waking up. So really, so, I'm in bed with my eyes closed. I think I'm sleeping, but I'm not. Right. So here's a good question. So I, I, I was just at the doctor today. And so what they gave me was a pulse. Well, I didn't, they didn't give it to me. I had to buy one. I went on Amazon, bought one for like 30 bucks. It was a pulse oximeter. Mm-hmm. And essentially, when you go to the doctor, when they put that thing on your finger, on your index finger to get yeah. your pulse and all this other shit, that, that's what I did. And I wore it at night. And they say, the doctor was like, if, if your uh, oxygen saturation level goes be below 90, so below 90%, that's generally sleep apnea. Yeah. Now, I had one like I had one that went down to 73 at one point, went down to like 83, 82, 79, ver- at various times, right? Well, that's funny because if, like, on an ambulance, if you had gone down to those numbers, we're throwing you on supplementary or two. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but it, it, like, you could see the graphs. It, it was like, it was, it was uh, very quick, and it pops back up when yeah. you start breathing again. Obviously, because you know you weren't breathing. Right. Uh, yeah. Funny how that works. Right. It, or know, doesn't? <laughs> that, yeah. Kind of need oxygen. Um, so. I told him, I was like, look, I really don't want to go on it. I don't want to have a CPAP machine. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't do well with things on my face when I sleep, and I don't sleep on my back. Mm-hmm. So, he told me to go to a dentist. 
to talk about a mouth contraption. Yes. It's like a mouth guard. I mean, they've got the one, like the Z-Pie and all this other bullshit. Uh, so I am going to go to the dentist. Um, but he said to make sure that you go to a dentist that specializes in sleep disorders. Because mm-hmm. I guess they're a doctor. And there was one up in Gaithersburg he told me about. But I want to check with my regular dentist first. See what he knows. Yeah. Um, so th- that's going to be my course of action. Is going to be try the mouthpiece first. Um, and hope it works. Yeah, because I really don't want a CPAP machine. So I just went, I just went full on CPAP. Did you? I was, I just kind of looked at it like I haven't gotten it yet. Okay, but um, I was going to ask you how it went. Yeah, but that's where I'm going to go now. The sleep study it was at home, which was nice, mm-hmm. but I had to wear all this stuff, and it was really kind of annoying. Like yeah. I had one on my head. Yeah, so I had it on my head. It was on my forehead. It was on my chest, and then on the finger. Yeah, the one on my forehead is what got me. The one that got me, I had to wear this thing under my nose. Oh, yeah, the canula. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't putting oxygen in. It was just measuring respiration. I don't know what the hell it was doing. And that's what kept me up. And But eventually, I'd fall asleep, and this thing... So then there's an app on your phone, and it connected to that, and then it would Mm -hmm. send your results to the company, and then the doctor called back and was like, yeah, you've you've got sleep apnea. Do you want to do the mouth guard or the? I said, "Man, eh, let's do the. Let's just go. Let's just bite the bullet." You didn't even want board. to try the mouth guard. Yeah. Now, and the thing is, but I was talking to a buddy of mine. It just fits over your nose. It's not like the old fighter pilot like right. top gun mask. Yeah, but it's got um, a strap around your head though. Yeah, to stay on. Yeah, I mean, I'll see how it goes. If I don't like it, then I'll right. explore other things. But another guy I was talking to, he he had sleep apnea and start. He lost thirty five pounds from from sleeping well. So, yeah. like, that's what, so probably can't hear me because I'm not by the mic. <laughs> but so, my, my doctor said that the sleep apnea can really inhibit weight loss. Yeah, and there's two chemicals. Um, one is called, I think, lectin. The other one's ghrelin. And I forget what they both do. And they, they believe they control hunger. Right. One controls hunger. One controls your feeling of uh, satiety or that you're full. So, but... If you have one or more out of whack, you're more likely to overeat. So it's telling you you're hungry, so you're eating all the time, and the other one's not firing to tell you you're full. I think that's how they both work. I, I'm not sure how they do it. If I was, I oh, they, see it's like the cheap bottle of cologne that the the gold plated top came off. <sighs> Just when I thought this was high class, so the 1792 small batch, it's got the fancy topper. Like, I thought that it, it apparently it's just plastic, and it broke. It, it detached from the cork as I was trying to pull it out. <laughs> so, high class. But, um... It is... It's smooth, though. It's good. No, it's... It's it's good juice. Good juice. It's good pour. <laughs> I feel like an asshole. Yeah. Well, if you say shit like that, you are an asshole. So, um, you should feel that way. <laughs> you know the funny part? Every time I'm in that stupid Facebook group with the bourbon people... I read it. I don't know what it. It just triggers me every time I see a douchebag call it a pour or a fucking uh, or a, a or juice. Like I don't know what. Like something in my brain gets triggered. Like for whatever reason that triggers me. Like not a lot does. Yeah, that does. Well, it's just like me with the Blackstone thing when they say a cook. No, that's that was a good cook. I made 
I made cheesesteaks. It was a good cook. And then you look at the cheesesteaks they made, and it's all full of, like, like, oh, we put Gouda cheese. Like, that's not a fucking cheesesteak, dog. <laughs> you made a glorified grilled fucking cheese. Yeah. But, and you, you know, pay, Then you paid way too much to fucking Yeah, and then they have the steak, but it's, like, thick pieces of steak. Like, that's not a cheesesteak, dude. That's just... It might be delicious, but don't call it what it's not. Right. You know, so, but, but. that was that was a good cook. It was? You mean you were a good cook? Because <laughs> you were the cook who cooked that meal. Sorry. Have you ever had steak em? Oh, yeah. I used to steak them all the time. Love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the better. The, I shouldn't because it's probably like the worst part of the fucking cow. But. Oh, <laughs> anything that's frozen and it's like the thickness of a sheet of, of like a <laughs> playing card. Yeah. Um, the better stuff to get, though, is so like. The little market by us has it. Even like Aldi has it, is the actual shaved ribeye. Mm. You can buy it it's in the meat section. It's way more expensive than the steakums, though. Yeah. But, and then Sam's Club has this stuff. I forget who, the name of it, but it's like that, the shaved ribeye, but it's compressed into bricks and frozen. So, like, each brick is a sandwich. All right. Um, I, I really like those, too. Not as fatty, though. Right. They're, they're a little dry. So, all right. So here's rubber meets the road. You were at 390. I am no longer there. But you, that's, was that your low? Yeah. 390? Yeah. Okay. So as of today, February 8th, approximately where are you? 414. Okay. So my low was 303 from 350. I was down 47. As of today, I was at 311. Okay. So I'm down 39. Yeah. I mean, I'm still down right. significantly, but it's depressing. There's a book. So I was in a terrible mood last week when I stepped on the scale. And my wife is trying to be supportive and it's okay and blah, 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 blah. And, she, and here's the thing like, a 10% weight, weight fluctuation is probably kind of normal. However, like for me, like we're talking five percent, it's twenty pounds. Like right. it's a it's a big it's a it's a big number. So it looks terrible. But then she's trying to make so I was I was being a huge dick and I texted her to apologize. I'm gonna do it face to face. So but it, I don't know if you've read the book Flowers for Algernon. I have not. Okay, so in Flowers for Algernon, the, there's a guy who is has a developmental disability and he gets this procedure. So they do it on this mouse whose name is Algernon. So they do the surgery procedure and the mouse gets super, super smart. So they take him and he's like a, he works on a factory floor, like, I don't know, tightening lug nuts or something. Um, some, a job that someone with developmental disabilities, and then he has two friends, or, but they're really only his friends because they make fun of him. So then he he's the human experiment for this procedure, and he turns into a genius, hmm. right? And realizes that his true friends weren't really his friends. They were just making fun of him. Uh, he meets this girl and falls in love. And then, well, Algernon the mouse starts to regress, and then dies. So he knows that's his future. Mm-hmm. So then he starts to regress. And he's looking for flowers because he buries the mouse. And then he's looking for flowers. That's where flowers for Algernon comes. But it's almost like 
was he better off being developmentally disabled and thinking he had friends, thinking he had a nice life, then, or is it better to like all of a sudden become smart, realize none of this was real, and then go back? So I felt like flowers, like I was feeling so good, like clothes were fitting again. Yeah. You know, my belt was on it. I was going to have to drill some more holes in my belt, stuff like that. And now it's like, oh, here I am back to being a big fat slob. So, um, well, and, and in regards to the book, I mean, the saying ignorance is bliss is a saying for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't know, like you don't know what you had until it's gone, right? Yeah. Well, in this case, <laughs> it, we had the wait and it's gone, but yeah. now we're getting, but you know, look, the way I see it, it, it's a little bit different. Last year, last January, last February, I weighed 350 fucking pounds. Mm-hmm. Now, this February, I weigh 313 pounds. Yeah. So if I can jump back on the horse and cut my carbs back again, because that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Armed with some new ammo with the Metformin, maybe this will help, maybe it won't, I don't know. Yeah. But if I can end, if I can come back again next January and February and be under 313, then whatever it is that is happening is working. Yeah. And when we started this, I think it was December 2022, is when we kind of started going down the road. Yeah. The goal was to add years to our lives mm-hmm. so we could be around for the kids as they got older. By you losing roughly 34, 35, 6, 7 pounds, and I've lost 36, 7 pounds, whatever it is, we have gained years. Yeah, We're accomplishing the goal. Um, now, don't get me wrong. When I gained the weight back, did I feel great about it? No. Yeah, I did not. I, I I was probably a shitty person that day as well, mm-hmm. as, or those couple of days that it happened. But a lot of times, it's like, look, you, I always kind of go back to the the starting point. The starting point was three fucking fifty. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So, rein it back in a little bit. And I'm like, okay, you know, it, hope, and look, the motivation to keep it going isn't always there either. Oh yeah. Yeah, the mode like I want a fucking bagel with butter, but I know I shouldn't have it. But there are some days where I just fucking go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, I'm hoping, like, you know, I hope that just like last year, that motivation just kicks back in again, and it probably will. Um, and again, if next January or next February, if I'm lower than what I am now, hopefully, I'm I'm in the two seventies. Or two yeah. eighties, because that would be about the same weight loss that I had this year. Mm-hmm. All right, gaining more years. Yeah, S- supposedly, right? I mean, for all I know, heart attack, I'm gone. Right? Yeah, no, shit hit happens. by a bus too. Yeah, shit happens. You know, um, but I, I think like I know me personally. Like I was disappointed at the end of last year. That it was only 47 pounds. I was like, you know what? I'm 350. I should be able to drop this first 60 pretty quick, right? You see it on the TV shows. And you don't see them working out six hours a day. Right. 
going to those severe calorie deficits because and not, but they don't think about eating because they're working out six hours. A day. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and here, but there is so there's so much to it that you know not all calories are created equally, right? So this is one of the problems I have with 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 doctors. If you go, they'll say, "Oh, well, just eat less." I've heard that. Thanks, asshole. Thank you. <laughs> like, um, see, mine doesn't prescribe to that though. Yeah. So, oh, just eat less. Okay. Um, so we like counting calories. Oh yeah. Well, you know, go into a caloric deficit. Like I'm a yeah. dumb, like a, like I'm a dumb shit. Don't understand. Like, oh, what's that? Tell me, please. Yeah. So, but they never talk about. But they stick to the freaking ridiculous USDA food pyramid, um, which you know, would have you eating all kinds of processed food. So they just want you to eat less poison. You know, and it, it to me, then you just have someone who's eating less poison and is hungry all the time and pissed off and is doomed to fail. So I've always looked at it as more of what rather than how much. So now you can eat, Using the standard American diet, which it's funny because the initials are sad, um, and it is less of that poison is prescribed by the USDA, and you're going to be you're going to eat just your basic is going to be grains, and then you're going to move up the thing, and then sweets, but they're still there because according to the USDA, ten percent of a child's calories can be from sugar. That's acceptable. So, and added sugar, not just naturally occurring sugar in fruits and vegetables, but but actual, like, high fructose corn syrup, whatever the, the sugar is. So, that sort of thing, it's upsetting because, like, it's not based in reality. But doctors spend very little time in med school learning about nutrition. Some may not learn about nutrition at all. And that would be like if you're a mechanic, you don't know anything about fuel systems. You know, like, like you don't know the difference between diesel or gasoline, but you're a mechanic. <laughs> what kind of engine is this? <laughs> like, Metal one. We're just gonna, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna fix it the same way. Where do we put these glow plugs in this gas engine? I don't know. Where do we put the spark plugs in the diesel? I'm sure it's gonna work fine. But I like to look at things more as like what, and it's uh, in, a, in a long way of saying it. You would. By focusing your food, your your eating on meat and vegetables, say lean meat and lean proteins and vegetables. Let's think broccoli and chicken breast, right? Which I hate chicken breast. I'd rather not eat anything. But eat as much of that as you want. You can't eat. You can't eat enough of that stuff to, to because you just can't. The volume is too much. You feel sick. Yeah, and it's just not that appetizing. But it's like go try to eat two thousand calories of chicken breast and broccoli. It's going to be very hard to do. Try to eat two thousand calories of oatmeal cream pies. I'll do it during this recording session. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, and this is where not all doctors are created equal, because the doctor that I've been going to is telling me he's telling me I need to eat the proteins, the fats. And I mean vegetables to your a macros, point. essentially. Right. It, it, essentially, it's the proteins and the fats. 
right? Lower the carbs to 40, 40 grams a day or under. And that's when I did lose quite a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. And so that, like that for me, I got to go back to that and give that a shot to get me back to where I was. Now, by doing that, though, you're naturally eating less processed food. Yeah. Because in order to stay out of those micros, macros, you got you, you can't eat the processed shit. You know, if you have a couple Ritz crackers, you that's tw- I think if you have like six or seven Ritz crackers, that's 27 grams of protein. You just eat uh, 27 grams of carbs. You just ate half your yeah. carbs and seven crackers. Mm-hmm. Um because he asked me today, he said, are you still keeping track? And I said, no. I said, I, I kind of, like, I got to the point now where I can, I, I know how much, how many grams of carbs are in each of these things. Yeah. I said, the problem is right now is I I just go through it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not eating the way I should. I don't think, I, and I, I think one of the reasons why I haven't gained so much weight back is because of the metformin. Um. Because the metformin does have an ap- appetite suppressant in it, but it also makes me feel full mm-hmm. to the point where if I eat too much, I feel physically ill. Yeah. So there's a physical deterrent for me to eat too much. Like last night, we went to we went out to eat, um, placed around the corner, and I really like their their uh, vegetarian chili. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a sucker for chili with beans in it. I don't know why. Um, like a lot of beans. I like I like a lot of beans in my chili. The can of beans. I I, I do you put kidney beans, lima beans. Put them all in there. Put all the beans in there. I love it. Um, and they have a really good chili there. So I ordered a bowl of chili, and then I got the taco salad, mm-hmm. which also comes with chili on top. Right. I ate too much. Mm-hmm. By the end of that meal, I felt sick. Yeah. Um. And for the most part, that was almost all protein. Um, because it was it was lettuce, and guacamole. Yeah, guacamole is all fat and protein. Um, had sour cream, mm-hmm. which is all fat and protein. Um, the lettuce is nothing. I mean that you're it's a negative calorie. <laughs> yeah, I mean if it if it added anything it added 7 7 to 10 calories for I think it's a cup of romaine lettuce. Yeah. And takes 10 calories to digest, so. Yeah. So that's basically the salad. Yeah. Right there. Oh, and I had a grilled chicken on mm. Um and that the place is like the the salads are enormous, right? Yeah. Um so maybe it was like a cup and a half, two cups of romaine and then the the chilies on top. Anyway, it's it's almost all protein in the salad, mm-hmm. but I also had the, the the chili beforehand, and beans are filling. Uh, I they mean, are, say, yeah. say what you want, but and so even with just protein, I don't think that I don't think that whole meal was more than five six hundred calories, mm-hmm. and I felt awful, <laughs> and not awful like it didn't it, it tasted great. But it hurt. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like the bloated hurt. It was like the, like, just, like, I was getting pain. Yeah. So we, what did I do? We went to, oh, we got takeout Chinese. And I crushed it. Like, I ate like an asshole. Like, I just crushed it. And then, like, we all got combo meals. So every combo meal comes with an egg roll. Oh, yeah. So we got four of them because, like, the kids will split, you know, split two so like they want 
they could split one, but then they want, like, some of them want chicken with broccoli, some of them want sesame chicken, so you get two, and it, you know, you can mix and match, and they're happy. We don't want to eat the egg rolls. Well, I love egg rolls. Now, you ever get an egg roll, and, like, the edit, one end of the egg roll is, like, almost, like, translucent? With the grease? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, they're, that's how I know they're good. So, <laughs> guess which asshole ate four egg rolls, too? Oh, that must have hurt later. I could, like, I was so full. It was like it was coming up. Yeah. The top side. Yeah. I got this awful heartburn. That I, you ever have heartburn that's so bad it feels like a heart attack? Like, like pain behind your chest? Like, mm-hmm. like. You're so you're like, is this it? Like, am I going to die today? This is, this is game time. Right? Where's the light? But where's the light? But I'm not going to call the I'm not going to call the fire department because I don't want to bother them. I don't want be. I don't really feel like going to the hospital. So. Yeah, I I, t- I told you I had that. I, I I took that ambulance ride a couple years ago. <laughs> first time, go ahead. So you're at the pearly gates. What's up? Yes. <laughs> In any case. That's, I was like, oh, I'm never doing this again. And I will inevitably do it again at some mm-hmm. point. But you but, do it fewer times, though. Yeah. That's the amazing part of it. <laughs> yeah, because I used to eat that way all the t- every night. It was overeating. We would make... So we have a family of five. If my wife wants to take leftover dinner to lunch for pasta, I'll make a pound and a half. But if she doesn't, it's just a pound. I used to eat a pound of pasta on my own. Yeah. Like, if I made, like, clam sauce or carbonara, like, I would, if I, I I was eating all of it. It didn't matter. I could have made two pounds. I was going to eat all of it. And then I was going to feel like garbage for the next eight hours. Um, I don't do that anymore. So, my habits are changing, which is good. But, uh. But even the pasta itself isn't good for you. Oh, It's all carbs, right? The problem is pasta is such an easy meal to make. Well, and, and my wife isn't a cook. I do all the cooking. So if I take a kid to practice or if I'm coaching at one of their teams, when we get back and she cooks, it's probably going to be pasta or takeout. Right. Like those are the two meals she cooks. And I didn't marry her for her cooking ability. She didn't marry me for my money. So. <laughs> Listen, man, we all got skills in life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Look, so man, it is what it is. But. I've been doing really well with actually like prepping food on Sunday, um, and going. It makes life easier. We're eating better, and what drives me nuts is like I am super super good for breakfast and lunch. Breakfast, I make. So for this week, I've been having two scrambled eggs with an avocado, and then I take that Trader Joe's everything but the bagel seasoning, <clears throat> put it all over both the avocado and the eggs, and it's delicious. Like I eat it all, I'm I'm good. For lunch, I've been taking um, some sort of salad and then a protein. So I made this uh, this Mediterranean kofta type chili with it's got peppers, onions, mushrooms. So it's got vegetables of it, and it's ground beef. Uh, tastes super good, but it's a protein. And then an apple for a snack. Maybe two pieces of like two of those like cheddar cheese sticks. Eating really good throughout the day and I come home and it's like ooh what's in the cabinets like and I'm just crushing food right like a freaking savage mm-hmm. so the one thing I am doing though is I'm not drinking the beer that I used to yeah so there's no beer in my house and <clears throat> each night I just have you know 
two fingers of bourbon, and that's it. I you know drink it neat, and then that's all I'm doing. So saving money too. Yeah, so you've got to figure what twenty a twenty to or thirty dollar bottle of bourbon. It's probably. I mean, if you got the eighteen pack of beer, it's what eighteen bucks roughly. Mm-hmm. So you figure for double the price, probably last you three times as long though. Oh yeah, well especially if I'm drinking better beer. Right, you know, so like, if I'm getting Guinness Blondes, a twelve pack is like fifteen bucks. Oh yeah, I can drink that in a day. Right, that's what that's you what, know what I mean. Oh, like, yeah. and then also, look, I drink it in a day. That's, I think it's you know, almost sixteen hundred calories in. Oh yeah, yeah, in all that beer. For, unless you're drinking like Bush Lights. Oh yeah, or or, or, uh, or uh, Miller Lights are ninety six calories for a can, right? So you're looking at twelve hundred calories. Guinness Blonde is one fifty six. So yeah, yeah, it's fifteen hundred calories for ten. That's rough. So now I'm looking at at eighteen hundred calories in beer, and I, now I don't sit there and drink a twelve pack of beer, but a six pack that's nothing, right? You know, that's easy, and that's, that's just cooking dinner. Well, and that and that thing is though that eight hundred calories is probably what your dinner alone should have been. Yeah, right. Or maybe maybe a thousand calories for dinner. Yep. So imagine now you just doubled your dinner calories. That's rough, man. Yeah, that's, that's tough. So I mean, it's good that's kind of out of the way, especially when you know two or I think three fingers of bourbon is like a hundred calories. Yeah. So you're you really you just went from eight hundred down to a under a hundred, mm-hmm. and you got your drink. Yeah, it's a big and it's a significant cut too, right? You know, so you know the thing is though, it's consistency, and I think that's what we forget. We want to see that result immediately, mm-hmm. and you just need to be consistent and stick with it. Stick with something, just 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 roll with it, you know. Because if you if you and say, you know, I lost one pound this week, and I worked out X amount of times. And, I think you have to look at all the, the overall benefit of, and I stopped looking at working out as something for weight loss. And in fact, the way I work out, it's probably more for weight gain. Like mo- most people who are doing the same lifts that I do are doing it to gain weight. So, and it's funny because my wife, when I stumbled and I gained, you know, 20 pounds, she's like, well, you've been lifting a lot. I said, if I gain 20 pounds like that, Someone come get my DNA because we're about to be really fucking rich. Because <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> if I could replicate that type of game for, for like skinny dudes that are trying to get swole, like yeah. come here, guys, just clone some of this stuff. Watch out for insanity. <laughs> Here's <doing> Mike Sanity. <laughs> Joey Swole, stand by. Right. <laughs> oh, by the way, I commented on one of his posts yeah. and got like something like 1,200 likes. On what I wrote, I was like, "Holy! I'm like a, I'm, am I going viral here? Minor, yeah, minor celebrity, <laughs> just not on the show. Yeah, I was stoked. I should have, I should have done it under the driveway beers uh, moniker. Yeah, because right now on the driveway beers moniker, we get about seven likes on uh, anything we put out there. <laughs> Most of it's Raven stuff we put out there. That's where we get the likes. Yeah. Um, speaking of which. If you want to like, subscribe, comment, share, join us on Facebook, like us on Twitter or whatever. I don't really care. Just like, subscribe, comment, share, do whatever you want to do. Click on click on something while you're watching or listening. Um, 
if you're listening on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, which 67% of you do, it'd be great if you click the either a like or give us a f- some kind of star review. Give me one star. We got a one star from Benny. I'll take the one star. He Thank said, you. He, I think he basically said we make him dumber, which you know what? Probably I've heard that do. before. Yeah, it's not the first time. We, you know, we, don't, like, we don't profess to be enlightening anyone here. No, I, I, please. What, what do we say? This is never, we, I don't think one fact has been shared in the show. <laughs> We're not here enlightening anybody. You know? Just trying to enlighten ourselves. Right. Literally. If, if we if we literally can make somebody laugh and someone doesn't learn something, hey, job done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we spent enough time learning. So, shit, man. <laughs> you, the funny part was when you said, hey, have, have you read this book? I was like, my my response was like, motherfucker, you know I didn't read that book. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I had to read it in class, some class <laughs> like, or something. Dude, I'm like, dude, you know I didn't read that shit. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not like one of seven things, I haven't read it. <laughs> I don't come out, then I don't come out with something like, you know, uh, I don't come out with like, you know, Charlotte's Web. It's <laughs> Flowers for Algernon. Right. You haven't read Flowers for Algernon. You notice how I got real quiet during that segment. <laughs> I didn't say Idiot. one fucking... I, I'm literally just looking at you going, uh-huh, 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 yeah, that sounds right. Like, I fucking knew. I could just made all that up. could have made the whole thing. Like, you know what? Sure. Although, it did sound like that one movie. Remember when the Bradley Cooper took the fucking pills and it became, like, super smart or some shit mm-hmm. like that? But when he stopped taking the pills, like, he fucking died? Yeah. I wonder if they stole that from that book. Could be. Could have been. Damn you, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. All right. You... She, Bradley Cooper's on my wife's list. Oh, so I was like, okay, I ain't got a list. You wonder why I don't have a list? I'm too fucking lazy. Well, I'm not pursuing any of these people. I, I, I got no energy. Even like, look, even if someone plopped in my fucking lap, like, no. Look, I got my wife over there. We're good. Shoot, <laughs> get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this. Yeah, yeah. So, um. But anyone who's listening, if if you're like struggling with losing weight or go through it, you know, trying to get in shape or anything, we're doing the same thing. You know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. So just stick to it. Be consistent. Like that's that's all the only thing that I'm trying to do. So, you know, until I hurt myself, which is going to happen in the next week or so. So. Hopefully people just realize, I mean, even if they just listen to us over the past year, I mean, we have not held any punches. We've said the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Right? Anyone who tries to convince you this shit's fucking easy. Well, you just got to do it, bro. You just got to do it. Well, what drives me nuts is when they're like, oh, people that are fat, they're lazy and don't have discipline. Okay. Like... Maybe so, but I'll, I'll tell you, like, if you look at, like, and it's one of the things I'm doing, like, I'm making sure I record all my workouts on my watch, like, I'm on the streak of closing rings, you know, I get up at, you know, I'm I'm the guy waking up at 4, 4.30 in the morning to get it in, like, if that's lazy, I, I don't know, you have a, <laughs> I'd like to see what you're doing. It sounds you know? like you're doing lazy really fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm lazy, I'm, yeah, I'm doing it wrong. No one, no one who's lazy is waking up at 4 a.m. Look, I'm lazy. I, I ain't fucking doing shit. <laughs> Other than trying to eat my eat right. Yeah. Somehow. And I ain't. I, I can't even get that shit right. <laughs> it, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning to work out ain't fucking lazy. 
Yeah. It, it just shows it's not one size fits all this yeah. shit. Yeah. I highly recommend someone finding the right doctor that will look at you in the entirety of you. That will look at your uh, blood work. Find out if you have something internal going on with you. If you have low testosterone and you're a man, good luck trying to lose fucking weight. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yep. If if your your insulin is super fucking high, you're not going to lose weight. You're in fact you're going to store more fucking fat. Mm-hmm. The, it seems like in the last ten years, more of these doctors have decided to actually look into this, and they're finding out. Yes, there's some shit internally that maybe calories in, calories out can't fucking fix. Yeah. I just highly recommend. Going and finding a doctor that will look at you in the entirety of you. Um, just to get you on the right track. Yes, it, some of it is going to be up to you. But at least if you're up at bat, make sure it, you know, you've know you got all the tools. You know, you're not going up against a major league pitcher with a wiffle ball bat. You're going up with a fucking 33-ounce wooden bat. Mm-hmm. You know? And... and you just want to make sure that you have all of the tools that you need to be successful because if you don't, no matter what you do, you're not going to be successful and you're going to keep sliding back down that fucking hill. Yep. That, that, I guess that's the point of all of this for the most part is, you know, and I mean, I'm trying to get you to go to my doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's not cheap. But at least he'll find out if there's something inside of you going on. Yeah. But it is what it is. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>